Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. We have a victory to report. An Air Force colonel is vindicated after he refused to sign a homosexual marriage certificate. Today we interview Colonel Roy White, retired U.S. Air Force, on Truth in Textbooks. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we normally like to report the news, discern the spirits, and pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a live Skype interview with a retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel. I am pleased to meet and introduce for the first time Roy White, who is the leader of truthintextbooks.com. Welcome, sir, to the program. Thanks so much for having me, Dr. Chaps. It's a pleasure and honor to be with you, and thanks for your service, young man. So I'm excited to hear about Truth in Textbooks. You have a whole organization that reviews high school textbooks for accuracy and helps get rid of a lot of the flaws in the revisionist history that liberals want to put into high school textbooks. Uh, mention your website, and then we're going to talk about this Air Force colonel that you know. Absolutely. Our website is truthintextbooks.com, and if you wish to reach out to us, it's tnt.textbooks at gmail.com. So thanks for having us on the show today, Dr. Chaps. Well, thank you so much. Sir, you are a distinguished Air Force veteran. Uh, you retired in recent years, but you were also a fighter pilot. And you were a commander, air officer commanding at the U.S. Air Force Academy, where I graduated in 1991, and you served as a commander of Cadet Squadron 35, from I That's think uh, 92, 93, uh, class of 94, you saw them graduate. And you knew back when you were the commander there, uh, a young man who was then a cadet and later became an Air Force Colonel, Leland Bohannon, who was recently in the news. Can you give us an update on what he did? Yes, I'm very happy to report. I was reading an article about Colonel Bohannon and jumped out at me. That was the Leland Bohannon that who had been a two degree when I was the AOC for Cadet Squadron 35. The good news is that the Air Force in its infinite wisdom finally came to its senses and overruled uh, lower judgments that had found that uh, Colonel Bohannon had violated the freedoms and the rights of a particular uh, NCO who was graduating, or excuse me, retiring. And Leland's staunch position about same-sex marriages uh, he followed his edicts uh, by the law, uh, and he also followed his heart, his spiritual heart, and he demonstrated that when I, he was a cadet. This is not something that's new for him, but I remembered him as a strong Christian, as a young man even then, and I think he would praise his family for how they raised him, but he's a, he's a great American and a great example, and it's great that the Air Force has corrected a wrong that needed to be corrected. So if I understand the case correctly, he as a commander, as a colonel in the Air Force, was given the option to sign or not sign a homosexual recognition certificate honoring the gay spouse of one of his NCOs who was retiring. But he refused to sign that because he, as a Christian, cannot put his own 
his conscience will not allow him to put his own endorsement on homosexual marriage. And in this case, uh, he was found guilty initially of discrimination because he took a stand for his Christian faith. But now you're saying that an appeals review board has overturned this and given the Christian commander a, a victory. What, what will, how will that help him? Well, I think, first of all, it'll clear the record. And Colonel Bahannon has had a distinguished career flying and leading uh, squadrons and groups, uh, and he was in one of those command positions. I think the important thing is, is that the spouse who was, and just like any spouse uh, to a military member who retires, they're going to receive a certificate. And Colonel Bohannon had arranged to have another officer in his chain of command sign that form. And there is no requirement to have the immediate commander to sign it. And Leland understood that. So there was really no violation. But the Air Force, uh, again, I think in its political correctness, at least at the lower level, chose to make a statement about this and, and threaten other commanders that if they don't sign these, regardless of their religious or personal beliefs, and even if there was an alternative way, which is what Leland found, was to have a commander that was higher up in the chain sign, sign the spouse's uh, uh, you know, retirement significant or reti retirement uh, certificate. So Leland did everything perfectly right. Uh, but again, like a lot of things in the LGBT community, uh, they're not going to take no for an answer. They're going to continue to stick it to people who are willing to stand up for their religious beliefs like Colonel Bohannon. And I praise him and I praise God that he had the courage to continue to fight the fight. Well, we discern upon Colonel Bohannon the spirit of Almighty God uh, who, who had that spirit of courage and righteousness and would not sin with somebody else just because they wanted to force him to do that. Uh, and I'm pleased to meet you, Colonel White, because not only did you uh, know him, but you've served yourself a distinguished career as an A-10 pilot, as a T-37 instructor, uh, first assignment instructor pilot, and uh, of course you had your command position there at, as uh, leader of Cadet Squadron 35 at the Air Force Academy where I graduated. Uh, how did you transition from your Air Force career into what you're doing now? Well, I, I got into the aviation industry, stayed in after I got out of the Air Force and was fortunate enough to begin to work with a variety of different nonprofits and others. But part of my, part of my studies after I got out is God, when I was over in the Middle East, uh, had put it on my heart to study about Islam because I, here I was, I'd done three rotations to the sandbox and I couldn't really understand fully about Islam. So when I came back to the States, it was basically in about 2010, that God put it on my heart to begin to study about Islam. And in studying Islam, I got, I began to study my own religion a lot closer. And I became a lot closer to Christ and understanding the roots of my own faith. Well, in the course of that study, for three years, I studied nothing but Islam. But in the course of that, I found out how much it had begun to creep in to the textbooks. And I had found out state of Tennessee had done a review of social studies textbooks and again God in his infinite wisdom tapped me on the shoulder through some friends of mine said you need to organize a group here in Texas that would begin to review social studies textbooks for not just Islam, Christianity, Judaism, anti-Semitism that we find in the textbooks but all aspects of political correct themes. So that happened and uh, the rest as they say and a pun is history, but we'll talk more about that here in a second. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I will ask Colonel White about specific examples of how they are indoctrinating your kids with false messaging. 
This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also faced punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities, or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I want to make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Colonel Roy White, U.S. Air Force retired, who is now the leader of truthintextbooks.com. Sir, Lee, uh, explain the mission of your little organization, and it's growing now. You have a lot of volunteers. Absolutely. Our, our mission is in, in our name, Truth in Textbooks. We want to restore the truth in our children's textbooks, because without actual facts and historical facts in our textbooks, our children will lose the unique history of not just our own country, but about the entire world. And there is a concerted effort on the part of many groups, you know, Marxist, Leninist, socialist, uh, Islamist, to erase our history. So our mission is to do a couple things. One is to recruit people from their homes to be trained and to begin to train them on how to be social studies textbook reviewers. And then the second part is take that effort and focus those volunteers. And currently we have over 200 volunteers from around the country that we've trained that at any one time we can then send them off to the fields virtually through the internet and begin to review textbooks. And we then produce a report card that looks like this that we give to local school boards and to others to say, here are the books that are acceptable. Here are the books that are unacceptable. You do not want to purchase the books that are unacceptable. You want to purchase the books that are more accurate, the acceptable ones. So that's our, our mission in a nutshell. And it takes a lot of heavy lifting. But if everybody does a little, nobody has to do a lot is what I like to say. Well, you and your team of volunteers, over 50, and I think your, your goal is to have 200 in place. 
of textbook reviewers, they sit down and they read the things that other people are not paying attention to, and then they point exactly. out the errors, and you've had success going back to the publishers and saying, hey, you need to correct these these things and make these changes. Uh, talk about the, the big Pearson Publishing and Macmillan and all these other people who you interact with. People always want to know, how effective are you? Well, our 50 volunteers, and now we're up to 200, and our goal is actually about 500. So we're continuing to train. We have a training class going on right now. But in Texas in 2014, what we did is we went out and reviewed the textbooks, went before the State Board of Education. And, of course, we were called by the American Federation of Teachers and Income Poops for having the, the gall to think that we as non-teachers, non-experts, could even point out errors. But after the experts had looked at the, the textbooks, we identified over 1,500 errors in the Texas Social Studies textbooks, and we were able to correct over 60%, correct them or eliminate them. That was unheard of by any group anywhere in the country, individuals for that matter. We reviewed 32 Social Studies textbooks. So in essence, 5 million children in the state of Texas have more accurate textbooks because of what these 50 volunteers did. And when you consider how many states purchased the books in Texas, that's closer to 15 to 20 million children. And some of the examples, we're happy to go over those. If you'd like to, 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 to jump into those, I'd be happy to. Well, let me, let me get to that in a second. My observation is that there are two big power centers. There, for textbook publishers, there is Texas, who is, as you said, uh, respected by many other conservative states. But there's also right. California, which is, they publish a lot of textbooks in California and those are used by liberal states. Do you yes. think there is a political indoctrination uh, one way or the other between the two states? Ab absolutely, we just finished a review of 28 social studies textbooks from kindergarten through eighth grade uh, in the state of California. And, and in that state, not only is there a political agenda uh, overtly, are, but there's uh, uh, covertly, there's an overt effort because the state board of education has instituted a requirement that all any times there is an opportunity to inject LGBT agendas into the textbooks, that they are required to do that. So states, and you're exactly right, Dr. Chaps, so many states purchase the books from California because they're the second, they're the largest publisher. So schools in Iowa, Indiana, that may not even want LGBT in their classroom, when they look at textbooks, they're not going to do a textbook for Iowa is too small. They'll just take it off the shelf and take it from California. Well, that school, that that district or the entire state will now have LGBT injected into the textbooks without them even realizing it. So that is the danger. And that's what we did. And we rated those books and gave them grades. And we've turned that over to local groups there in California and hoping to have more write to us and then visit our website at truthintextbooks.com and see the report card we put up there on those textbooks. We are seeing reports now from California that parents cannot opt their kids out of mandatory sex ed programming, which uh, promotes the homosexual agenda. But we're also seeing uh, there is a conservative uprising to homeschool our children or to uh, properly educate our children. And you are the tip of the spear. And I wanna applaud you for your effort. Mention your website and then we're gonna take another short break. Absolutely, it's truthintextbooks.com. And they, if you're interested in being a reviewer or getting more information, write to us at tnt.textbooks at gmail.com. Let's take a short break, more with Roy White.
Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. How's your marriage doing? Ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know, there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage. I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four-part video teaching series, a marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Are you frustrated at the direction your country is headed? Are you ready to fight for a cause and change the world? Do you believe God has called Christians to make a difference? Announcing a new book by Chaplain Gordon Klingenschmidt entitled How to Liberate the World in 30 Days, a step-by-step -step guide to take back your country. Dr. Alan Keyes wrote the foreword saying, this book needs to be placed in the hands of every millennial and Bible-believing pastor in America. In How to Liberate the World in 30 Days, Gordon Klingenschmidt equips you with 30 powerful political tools in a 30-day devotional. His 15 inspiring true stories of political victory prove the effectiveness of these methods. You don't even need to get elected to take back your government. By becoming the media, gathering petitions, building an army, and prayerfully fighting the right enemy, you can reverse bad laws and help establish the kingdom of God right now. But if you read this book, you just might get elected too. Order your copy today. It's available in the Superstore at WND.com on Amazon, and you can get the first chapter free right now if you visit the website SchoolOfLiberty.org. Again, that's SchoolOfLiberty.org. That's SchoolOfLiberty.org. It's time to take back your country. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Colonel Roy White, retired, who is now the tip of the spear, protecting your children from errors in textbooks. Colonel, talk about some of the most egregious errors you found, including Islam. Well, imagine if in uh, 1955, for example, if you were reading a history textbook and you read about Pearl Harbor and you saw no mention of the word imperialism, Japan, uh, attacks, any of that, just saw some airplanes that were flying into Japan, into Pearl Harbor and dropped bombs. In essence, 14 years after 9-1-1, we saw a generic description in several of the textbooks in which they said terrorists attacked our, you know, New York City and flew some airplanes in. Didn't address Islam, didn't address Saudi Arabia, didn't say the word Muslims, didn't use any of the descriptive terms that we all know would be more accurate in describing the events of the day, and you only see these <coughs> events described later. When you see Islam described as a peaceful religion, that Islam and that uh, Christianity and Judaism all worship the same God in textbooks, this is what they're telling our children. Or when you see the Second Amendment, anyone who support that described as right-wing or radicals, 
uh, Tea Party members are described as radical, or when climate change is given as a stated as a fact, no discussion is allowed for any other options. Every political correct theme out there, when you hear Palestinians always talked about as the oppressed and Israeli and Israel always being the aggressor, never mentioning how many times the Palestinians have said no to a two-state solution, as well as many historical other facts, maps that are inaccurate. So we found across the board uh, an American exceptionalism. Whenever you talk as military members, Dr. Cheps, whenever you hear the whenever you heard about World War II talked about, it was always about the Japanese internment camps and what a moral decision and, and calamity it was to drop the atom bomb. Never talking about the heroism at the Battle of the Bulge or the Medal of Honor recipients or, or others. Those things are always left out. And when you leave out significant timeline events in America's history and you don't even mention America's walking on the moon, why is that not a Because they don't want to talk about significant facts that would praise America. Anything we can do to denigrate America and raise up third world countries, to they're the oppressors, they're the victims, and it's always the West. So we found that time and time again. And you're right, homeschooling, we're a motivator for many of those who are wanting to homeschool their kids. We just give them an excuse, but many can't do that. Can you recommend some good textbooks that, that include all of the things that, that you say were omitted? Um, or should, should parents just generally uh, ask their school board to consider books from Texas and not California. What should we advise our local school board to do? Two things you can do. First of all, go to hillsdale.com. Hillsdale College has a great program that you can download. It's for free. They have so for homeschooling folks and for those who are looking for alternatives. But some of these that we reviewed were acceptable books. They were good books. They weren't all bad books. So. There are some acceptable books out there on the California list and the Texas list, and we're currently reviewing books in Florida, and we'll begin reviewing textbooks in Tennessee here shortly. So those textbooks are in the acceptable ones we have, as well as, as I said, Hillsdale College, which has a, a great uh, library, and they have a curriculum, folks. And if you want more information, just write to us, and we'll be able to steer you in that right direction. But thanks for asking. You're right. That's one of the most important questions. So What's you're the holding up that scorecard, and I want you to uh, unpack that a little bit, because people can get this scorecard. It's published on your website, truthintextbooks.com. What do I do if, let's say I have a teenager who's got a social studies textbook. They brought it home, and it's on your list. What am I supposed to do with your information? Excellent question. What they should do is find out, first of all, what are the textbooks they're using in, in your child's school? Find out the name, the publisher, the edition, and then go to our website, take a look at the list that we have there of the textbooks that we've reviewed. If it's on that list and it's not acceptable, and if it's not acceptable or poor, then you can download the full report. Take that report and then go and begin to have a conversation with the curriculum director, potentially the principal or your local school board member and say, are you aware that there is inaccurate information being presented in the textbooks to our children? In other words, there's poison going into our children's heads. What are we going to do about it? A pharmacist would throw those drugs out. So they need to go and begin to lobby at the local level and go to PTA meetings, get other parents, go before the school board, get several parents and read the quotes that we have, we've done the heavy lifting for you. All they have to do is see the inaccurate information and the indoctrination that's going on and begin to convince the local officials, is it too late 
Are the books, are we going to be reviewing books soon? If we are, contact us. If they are, we'll help you and your local school district choose the most accurate textbooks when that review process starts. If the books are going to stay there for a few more years, then it's up to you to force the local school to say, put out an addendum, put out the corrected information. If you had an error in the in a report, you wouldn't allow it to stay there. You'd want to correct it. So again, it takes activism, but we've done the heavy lifting for you with these report cards. And it's a front and back, and we have some examples of some of the worst ones, some of the worst examples out there. I was a Colorado legislator, and I introduced a bill to repeal Colorado's version or participation in the Common Core curriculum standards. Uh, the Democrats killed my bill, it's still happening. But have you observed that with the standardization of math and science nationwide, that there is now a trend federally to make every uh, social studies program a cookie cutter identical textbook? Uh, or, or is that something that local school boards can still have power to decide? Well, local school boards generally have the decision power about which ones to pick. And this is what I tell people. When you get a school board member, uh, because they are the final authority, books aren't forced down to that local school board. But quite frankly, they'll take whatever the superintendent and his advisory team will send to them. Well, the normal review process is take these books home, Mrs. Smith, over the weekend and tell me which of these three books you like. Well, that's not a way to review the book. We've reviewed we've looked at every single page and had several people look at it. So we tell people, take the report card and then make sure that there are parents involved in that process. Make sure that they're involved and in, in looking at the textbooks and make sure they're accurate and use our guide as a backup. It doesn't have to be the primary, but compare our notes with what your teachers at the local level have chosen. So yes, it is the local school board's responsibility and Common Core we don't get into that debate. I mean, I'm an anti-Common Core person, but if we put truth back in the textbooks, Common Core will fix itself. And this is not just in social studies. We only review social studies, but the political correct themes are found in math, language arts, uh, science, and all of these areas. So we're, and people ask us, hey, can you do more? I said, well, I've only got 24 hours and seven days a week, and I like the wife I have. So social studies is keeping me pretty busy right now, just doing it with that. But you're exactly right, Dr. Chaps. It's a it's a it's a wide wide breadth of uh, areas. So but we're, I'm a, we're this is a lane, and we're working on it. I'm a chaplain, and I like to pray. Would you join me in prayer, Father in heaven? We ask your blessing now on truth in textbooks and all the volunteers, the 200 people who are deciding and sifting the wheat from the chaff. God empower them to have a greater audience, a wider uh, distribution of their content so that all of America's children will learn the truth from their educators. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Our guest has been Roy White. Roy, mention your website and what do you want people to do? We want them to go to our website at truthintextbooks.com and we want them to write to us at tnt.textbooks at gmail.com if they're thinking about being a social studies textbook reviewer and don't let the thought that I'm not a social studies teacher, that I can't be a reviewer. We're asking you to find the big tire in the road, not the nail in the road. And I suspect most of you could avoid that tire. So help us.
by helping our children be a volunteer with Truth and Textbooks. And thanks for having us on today, Gordon. All right, I'm Dr. Chaps, and our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, if you have time, please donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.